Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Side Brown coming at you live for LifeRemixedRadio.com. I am so glad to hang out with you today. Today is Wednesday and you know each and every Wednesday I broadcast live from the Family Success Center at Horizons Health Center in Jersey City, New Jersey. I am an advisory board member for the Family Success Center. And every Wednesday we have our mom-to-mom support group. I don't know, so if you hear a lot of noise in the background, I know one one Wednesday I was broadcasting and sirens were going by. And a true view from Cali said, Sigh, I hear the sirens, the popo is coming. No, it's just that they're gracious enough. The meeting is from 10 to 12 Eastern Standard Time, and they're gracious enough to let me broadcast from someone's office so I don't have to run to the studio and then, you know, miss the me Anyway, so just to preface, if you hear any noise or any babies in the background, it's because I'm hanging out at the Family Success Center. It is a great place to be, and, I'm, and a, a lot of uh, cities actually have Family Success Centers, so if there's a way you can volunteer, if there's some some skill you have that you can lend to other people, I would strongly, strongly encourage it. Each center is run autonomously, but um, the, the, the purpose and mission and mandate is, is the same, and it's really, really about strengthening families. So anyway, just had to kind of get that in there. Um, if you can, follow me on Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash life remix. You'll be able to check me out and see what I'm doing and check out all the wonderful things that I'm doing. So that would be pretty cool. Uh, don't forget to follow my blog, cybrown.com. And if anyone is interested in life coaching or small business coaching, please don't hesitate to check out my website, impact-coaching.info. Great place. I offer a lot of tips and solutions on really living a good and amazing life, so I'm really happy about that. Tomorrow on Life Remixed Radio is our weekly Ecclesia Bible study, and Dewan Colione, who is in Atlanta, you all know I'm up here in New York, he will be joining me to host tomorrow's show, and so that's really, really a good thing. I'm glad that he's going to be with us. He's with us every single Thursday for the full hour, and it's just pretty cool to have him come on and do our Bible study. You know, last week was our high holy season, you know, as we were kind of going into Easter, and we really talked about that. So that was, last week was a very, very good show. If you missed it, please catch the archive, because we had a very good show. And then you know what Friday is. You know, Friday is welcome to the weekend, and on Friday we're playing some good music Last week I kind of did the gospel club thing, and we were jamming, and we had a good a good show to welcome in the weekend and to usher in Good Friday and and just the whole Easter celebration. So Friday was a good show. We always have good shows on LifeRemixRadio.com, and I'm happy that you're hanging out with me today. Today's show, you know, on Wednesday. We're talking about going green. I love it. I love it. I love it. I've been doing this for a while now, and I finally decided to formalize this. So you're going to start seeing Urban Green University all over um, my website and my strategic partner's website because it's really about, well, the U in university is Y-O-U 
University. It's, so it's Irving Green University, and it's really week, it's, it's our weekly segment on free and low-cost ways to go green. This Friday, I will be attending the Go Green Expo right here in New York City. And the Go Green Expo, I'm so excited because I, I got a press pass, so I'm really excited about that. But I get press passes to all types of stuff, so I don't even know why I'm that skippy happy. But I think it's because it gives me access to people who um, I probably would not have been able to connect with. And, this, and my entire green initiative is very special to me. I'm a tree hugger, and I've actually been a tree hugger for some time, but until it really resonated with me and I'm really looking at all of the things that are going on in the environment, I really do want to reduce my carbon footprint. So it's a little bit more than Cy just is going to recycle grocery bags or, oh, sorry about that, everybody. I just, sorry about that. I just went to the Go Green Expo website, and my desire was just to pull up the dates and the schedule and didn't know that their um, commercial was going to automatically play. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, but what I was saying is I've been a tree hugger for a very long time. And my mom, thank God, my mom was really good about raising me to be mindful of, you know, just the environment and trees and planting. I've got this really good picture of my mom and I when I was about nine years old. We were fishing and digging for worms, and it was just kind of a, a day at the farm. And it's just so much better to to kind of have people live in an environment that they care about. I mean, we all are here. I don't know. It's just more than just recycling trash bags and, and bringing bags back to the grocery store. So today's show, I am going to share 10 very simple and inexpensive green ideas on healthy and green living, just to save you energy and money. And you all know I am from, you know, an urban area. And a lot of times my peers or people that I connect with on a regular basis, they're very reluctant to adapt and adopt any type of green anything. Just because if you look in the grocery store, everybody equates going green with being organic. And it's so much bigger and so much more to that. But just know that Going green doesn't necessarily mean going organic, and going organic can be very costly. Uh, you know, the, the, the things that I'm going to share, the tips and the solutions that I'll be sharing with you every Wednesday as this initiative really picks up steam and gets its legs is low-cost and, 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 and easy-to-implement ways to kind of reduce your carbon footprint. And so when you're looking at ways to reduce your carbon footprint, you, it just runs the gamut. So that's why we're dedicating an entire show, um, which I used to kind of do spot, you know, commentary or spot shows on how to go green. But now our entire Wednesday show is dedicated to going green. So on that note, let's kind of move on. And just for the record, um, you can log on to urbangreenu.com, urbangreenu.com, which is the letter U, or Urban Green University, Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. So definitely uh, check out Urban Green University or Urban Green U to find out the latest 
things that I'm doing and programs that I'm offering to schools to really uh, reduce our, to collectively and implement ways to reduce our, our carbon footprint because it's so incredibly important. Uh, let me see what's going on in the chat room. A big hello to all of our guests that have logged on to Life Remixed Radio. Thank you very much for hanging out with me today. We're talking about quick, easy, inexpensive ways to go green. So thank you very much for hanging out with your girl, Cy Brown, right here on Life Remixed Radio. Big shout-out. We've got a couple people who have dialed in to listen to the show. So thank you very much. This is nice. I love it. I love it. I love when I see people checking me out. makes me feel good, and it makes me feel like the stuff that I'm sharing is very valuable and worthwhile. So on that note, let's get into 10 tips to save energy and money in your home. Listen to this, and I'm going to be reading from some statistics but sharing a lot of my own personal information and insight as well. 46%, now this is according to um, care2.com, 46% of home energy use is energy loss. In other words, no productive energy use at all. Here are some simple ways of reversing this, mostly by changes of habit. The core concept of what my whole Urban Green University is, is really about changing your lifestyle. And that's, that's really what it means because once we start to adopt something, and if you do it for 21 days, it becomes a habit anyway, just think of it as a lifestyle change. Instead of a diet, you just stop eating so much junk food. But it's really about making changes in your habit. A good website to go to for those of you who are at work and you can listen, it's climatecrisis.com, C-L-I-M-A-T-C-R-I-S-I-S. I'm sorry, it's climatecrisis.net. I am so very sorry. Sorry about that. And also, The Home Energy Diet, it's really, really a good book. And it's for many, it has so many carbon-saving facts and figures, just reducing our carbon footprint. So as this series, this weekly, you know, piece of the show starts to continue, um, just, you know, know that we're really going to talk on Wednesdays about going green, reducing our carbon footprint, and doing it in a very inexpensive, an inexpensive way. I'm not trying to get people to go out and start buying four dozen $4 dozens of eggs, that's ridiculous. But anyway, let's get into some tips because we're almost halfway through the show. Number one, listen to this, and I did this at my house actually. Each degree you turn down the heat saves 3% of heating costs, while each degree you raise the temperature of your air conditioner saves 3 to 4% of your cooling costs. Simply by changing the temperature by 2 degrees all year, you can save about 2,000 pounds of carbon CO2 a year. So if you think about it, what we did in our house, well, I, my mother notoriously kept the house cold, and she claimed when I was growing up that it was to, you know, because she was always hot, but I think it was just to reduce our heating bill. We actually keep our heat at, I don't know, actually, now that I think about it, I think it's at like 71, but I think most people keep it at like 68 or something like that. Um, but my husband, because he worked outside, he used to keep the heat set on 80. If you can imagine walking into our house and the heat was at 80, it would be like an oven in my house. But he worked outside and said, listen, this is my house. I work outside. I don't want to come in the house, and it's cold. So 
clearly he was not in a very green mood. But just think about it. Each degree you turn down the heat, it saves 3% of heating costs. So if you can, just turn it down a little bit. I actually um, have also – hold on one second, everybody. What do you need? I'm in somebody's office, in my friend Jackie's office. <laughs> so she just walked in and needed something. <laughs> I, it's okay. I told you guys on Wednesdays I broadcast from the Family Success Center, so she graciously lets me crash in her office to do the show. <laughs> um, but anyway, what I was – see, I forgot what I was saying. It's all good. No, don't apologize. It's all good. Let's just move on to the second piece. Um, oh, I do this anyway. Cook with a slow cooker or a toaster oven. Our gas bill, okay, I don't know what's going on. Oh, hey, Pastor Montan McDonald, how are you? I see you in the chat room. I should have properly acknowledged you. Hello. Um, really quickly, our gas bill, we think there's a scam going on in the state of New Jersey through public service, electric and gas, because everybody that I know, they're the only carrier that you can use, and everybody is suffering from like three and $400 gas bills and electric bills. So I think they have the fix on urban zip codes because there's no way if you live in an apartment or even a small house your gas bill should be like, or your gas and electric bill, because they put it together, should be like four or five hundred dollars. And I know people that have easily three, four, and five hundred dollar bills every single month from PSENG. So what we did is we don't use our oven. Right now, I use a, um, a crock pot, and we have a toaster oven, and I try to use those as much as possible. And so now the report that I'm reading that's on CARE 2 actually says cook with a slow cooker or toaster oven to reduce electrical use from kitchen appliances. For a meal that requires one hour to cook in an electric oven, which uses 2.7 pounds of CO2, a crock pot uses 0.9 pounds for seven hours, and a toaster oven only takes 1.3 pounds of CO2 for 50 minutes. I love my crock pot, and I love turkey wings. We're not big beef eaters, so I take my crock pot. I buy the turkey. I buy the small turkey wings because if you buy the really big turkey wings, they're not going to fit in the crock pot. But I buy like a couple pounds of the smaller turkey wings, season them up, chop up an onion, and I put it in my crock pot. And it's so good because it cooks. I mean, turkey, I guess, can be tough or can be dry. But I take it and I slow cook it overnight. So I'll put it in in the evening and then just let it simmer. And before, you know, like when we wake up in the morning or if I do it in the morning, dinner is done. And then that, or like if we want it a little crispy or we don't want it as, as soft, I'll just pop it in the broiler down in the bottom for like 10 minutes. And it uses so much le less electricity than t and gas than turning on my oven. So I am a big fan and advocate of using a crock pot and a toaster oven. And we did it really more so to save money, but I'm happy to find that that's a way to reduce our carbon footprint. I didn't even know that, so I'm happy. Um, here's another way. Switch to a laptop instead of using a desktop computer, and that can cut three-quarters of your electrical use. The problem that I do is I don't turn off my laptop at the end of the day. I let my laptop running because I get up very early in the morning, sometimes, well, for me early, 5 o'clock, 5.30. I just go right to my kitchen, make my coffee, and I don't feel like letting, you know, maybe max they start up right away. But with the PC, you got to let it warm up, and it's got, and I don't have the patience for that. Sometimes I just need to get up and just shoot something off, and so I've, gotten better about turning my laptop off at night, but what's even better is if you turn the whole surge protector off. 
I was talking to my mom who lives in the Midwest, and she was saying how so many people, how they like to really reduce your bills, turn everything off. And this is what my mother did. My mother turned off all the lights in her house. You know, just flip, 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 flip them off. And then she walked around the house to see what digital things were still on. And so she looked at the microwave, the, t the clock is still on, you look at your cable box, the light is still, you look at all of these different things and the light is still on. What I try to do is just switch off the whole surge protector or unplug the whole surge protector. The only thing that stinks about that is that my, um, my cable box and my phone, everything is plugged in. But on the weekend, like if I know I'm not really going to be on my computer, I'll shut everything off. Any little bit I can do to save, it's not an issue of turning it off and on, off and on, but just whatever you can do to actually save on energy, it's a good thing. Let's keep this list moving, everybody. Switch to cold water washing, and you can save up to 80% on energy used for laundry, which is an estimated $60 a year. And also hang your clothes instead of using the dryer. That can save a lot of energy. I know a lot of my stuff, because I'm so tall, like with my jeans and stuff, if I don't send them to the cleaners, I don't dry them anyway. Or I'll put them in the dryer just long enough to get a lot of the water out, and I'll just hang them in the bathroom, which my husband absolutely hates. Luckily, we have an extra bathroom. but he hates when I do that, but I, I'm just not a big fan of dryers anyway, but that's another way where you can really save on electricity. Another thing, switch to compact fluorescent light bulbs from regular incandescent bulbs. They use 60% less energy per bulb. Now, this is a major one. When we changed our light bulb, you can go to Home Depot. First of all, let me backtrack. The average pack of light bulbs, I want to say is maybe 149 or 199 for four light bulbs. You may pay that much for just two bulbs or even per bulb. But if you go to Home Depot, you can probably get like, a, like an energy saver pack where there's a couple of bulbs in it. And what it does is, it, first of all, it lasts longer. It uses so much less electricity, and then also the type of light that it emits is so much better. It's, it's just better for your eyes. It's not as harsh, and it's really another way to save money. This whole thing about going green, I can't stress enough, is not about everybody going out and buying organic juice and organic celery and organic carrots. A lot of it, in my opinion, is a gimmick. It's just in the grocery store by my house, they have hardwood floors under the organic section. And it's, it's just to introduce you to this feeling of well-being when I think it's just a scam to get more money out of you for the same thing. Not that it's all is, but just be smart. There's other ways that I feel that we can go green without spending so much money. Um, very quickly, what's up, Sandy? I see you in the chat room and you put, hey, Cy. How are you? I was looking at my notes, wasn't looking in the chat room. Hello, darling. It's good to see you. Tomorrow, Sandy, we have a very good Bible study um, coming up from Dewan. I think you may really appreciate it. Maybe I'll shoot you an email um, with the subject matter later. I just got to confer with Dewan to make sure the spirit has not led him into a different direction. But, yeah, we have a good one planned for tomorrow. Just a little quick programming note. Um, but back to other ways to um, – to, to go green in a less expensive way, and I'm doing this every single Wednesday. Go green. Start hugging trees. Stop taking plastic from the grocery store. Um, wrap your water. This is for people that ha have a house, and I told my grandmother to do this as well. Wrap your water heater in an insulation blanket, and it can save 1,000 pounds of CO2 a year and insulate your hot water pipes. What we did in the basement of my grandmother's house was this. There's this... Um, 
it's almost like a styrofoam, I think it is. I don't know what to call it. See, I'm, this, this whole green thing in, a, in an official capacity is new to me, but I've kind of been doing it all along. My grandmother has these copper hot water pipes in her basement. So if you stand in the basement and look up, you can see them, and they are very, very hot. But without them insulated or without something surrounding them, it, it takes more energy to keep them at that temperature. It, it just, it, it almost looks like a straw. Think of a straw. I mean, this is a, a watered-down version, but think of a straw and cut a line straight down the straw. So now the straw is open, not cut in half where, you know, from a horizontal perspective, but imagine cutting the straw from a vertical top-to-bottom perspective. Well, that, that's how the styrofoam is, and you kind of open it and then just wrap the pipe right in it so it fits really snugly. They're very, very skinny, but what it does is, number one, it doesn't make the pipes hot to touch. I'm tall, you know, so if I reach up and go to grab it without this insulation, Oh, it's so funny, Sandy. She said, don't say copper in her house. Girl, I wonder no one tried to break into her home for that copper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, okay, it's it's not copper. It's uh, plastic. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. You know what? Just on a quick side note, in Newark, New Jersey, uh, they a lot of people have foreclosed on homes, and I'm sure this is happening in other um, homes around the country. Or in new developments, they're breaking in to steal the copper pipes. You know, I'm clueless when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, what are they? Why are these brand new houses, you know, boarded up? Or you see, and I'm like, it's a new house. Who's gonna break it? I didn't know they were stealing the copper pipes, girl. It's been retrofitted. Okay, that's what I'll say. <laughs> But thank you, Sandy. But anyway, um, when I when we put that stuff around it, it did reduce her bill because you know my grandmother's a senior citizen, so she don't have a lot of money. Um, but yeah, so that's a, another way to really um, try to save money for homeowners. Just wrap up those pipes. Uh, other ways to go green on the cheap: use public transportation whenever possible. Carpool, shop locally, and ideally switch to a hybrid or an energy-efficient car. I'm looking for something a little more energy-efficient, but you all know my affinity for Honda Accords, so I don't know how viable that's going to be. But you know what? Carpool, those are good things that you can do. Carpooling is always good. Carpooling works, um, and that works. Let me just read. Oh, Sandy put something in the chat room. Hold on. I went to a home that I was going to buy, and they had a note saying the copper had been replaced. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? That's bad. She says no public transportation. Well, that's because you where you live. You live in the Midwest. We're here in New York, and if you can only imagine the parking drama. I know people, this is a real quick funny story. My cousin is from Los Angeles, and, you know, I'm in New York. And she would come visit, you know, I actually lived in Jersey at the time, and she would come visit, and we would maybe go dancing or whatever. This is when we were in our 20s, you know, like 10 years ago or something. And she met this guy, and she was like, I can't believe it that she does, this guy doesn't even have a car. He's a clown. He's a scrub. I'm like, a lot of people, I know millionaires. Like, literally, I know millionaires that live in New York City and don't have a car. It can cost you as much as rent to, to pay for a parking 
public parking spot. And I'll tell you one more thing, the Jacob Javits Center, which is um, on the West Side Highway, it's this huge convention center, which is actually where I'm going um, to the Go Green Expo on Friday and Saturday. I parked my car there for, um, they had a black expo there. It cost me $50 to park my car for half a day. $50, and I was angry because if I had just parked like one block away from the Javits Center, it would have only cost me like 35 So, yeah, please take public transportation if at all possible. Well, right, and that's what Sandy just said in the chat room. If I lived there, I would use the subway, but Ohio is crazy. Yeah, everybody uses the subway or taxis. Like you could live, my friend, what, my friend Didi, the publicist for the show, Didi Shocheta, she was actually in New York when, um, when I went to Flavor Flay's 50th birthday party I told you guys about a couple weeks ago. And we left Flavor Flav's party, and then we went to Air America. I don't know if you guys listen to Air America, but it's a great, it's liberal, very liberal slanting, but it's a great radio station. And it's in the 20s on 6th Avenue, so we left D.B. Um, King's and went over to the radio station. And by this time, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and Dee was saying, how are you going to get home? I said, I'll just take a taxi to the, to the bus, you know, cause my, to where I can get my car. I walked downstairs at like 1 in the morning, and I caught a taxi and like, not even a couple of minutes. We just stood outside waiting for the light to change. She said, girl, if we were in Atlanta, we would have never caught a taxi that quickly. And I said, well, that's because, in the, you know, in New York City, so many people don't have cars. Their taxis are very plentiful. Now, if you move to the outskirts, Sandy, like if you were in Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx, more people tend to have cars in the outer boroughs. But right in New York City, nah. Everybody carpools. Nobody really has a car. Um, I actually live in Jersey, North Jersey, and my husband and I both have cars. So I'm not a big fan of public transportation, so I'm not jumping on that public transportation bandwagon. I do like having my car outside when I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, here's another good one, though. Speaking of cars, keep your tires inflated to improve gas mileage by 3%. I recently had a situation with my car, and this is a true story, where I, my, my steering wheel was wobbly. And usually when your steering wheel wobbles a lot, your tires are not balanced. So I went to the gas station just like, you know, anybody would and put some air in my tire. And I didn't connect the dots between gas mileage and not properly flated tires. And for like two weeks, I would just like put a little bit of air in. I just was like, oh, gosh, now i got to spend the money to get air in my tires. Oh, well, all right, whatever, forget it. I did not know that the insides of my tires were bald, and that's what was causing my steering wheel to shake. And so we had to go get tires. So I got tires, and I couldn't afford tires on all four, so I just got tires in the front. And do you know my gas mileage did improve? And I, there wasn't an immediate connection that, oh, my gas is lasting longer or my gas is not costing as much, it just stretched out and I didn't need to get gas as frequently and it was because of my tires. And this I actually experienced just last month. Just in March, I, real, I didn't even realize what was good. I mean, this, is, this happened in my life just not so long ago. So a lot of the things that I'm sharing are really not some esoteric pie in the sky, you know, things. They're really tangible ways for you to really go green in an inexpensive way. Um, so Sandy put in the chat room, and if you replace your air something nitro in the tires, I can't see my, the chat room got cut off. Hold on one second, Sandy. Let me see what that says. 
It's just, oh, okay. It's, but he also had an accident right outside his door every day. Oh, yeah, parking in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not good either. And oil changes. She said, you're absolutely right. And if you replace the air for nitro in the tires, filling up the tank saves on gas too. Now, that I didn't know. I'm really happy. That that part I did not know, so thank you very much. That's, that's really good information to know because that I did not know. So uh, just more information, more stuff. Sandy, your show is on tonight at 10 o'clock, right? Let me know, let me know, let me know. Oh, she put three minutes. Thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you, darling. Oh, it says one minute on my switchboard. All right. Um, you know on Wednesdays I have a short show because I'm broadcasting from the Family Success Center. But please remember, everybody, that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. And let me share in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Please continue to bless us, Lord, as we walk our separate paths. As we come together today, may the Holy Spirit watch us and keep us, and may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart always be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name we all pray, amen. I love you all, and I'll see you tomorrow for our weekly Ecclesia Bible study. Keep the Lord with you. Keep God with you, because if we didn't keep God first, I don't know where we would be. Love you, Sandy. Love you, Pastor Montan. I'll see you all tomorrow. It's your girl, Cy Brown right here for LifeRemixRadio.com. Peace.